Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Toronto Real Estate Show with Janelle and Leslie. I'm Janelle Cameron, and today we have a special guest with us, Jessica Kelly from Jessica Kelly Design. Welcome to the Toronto Real Estate Show with the Janelle Cameron team, the podcast that helps make your real estate dreams a reality. The Janelle Cameron team is your expert source for all things real estate in the greater Toronto area. Whether you're considering a renovation to improve your return on investment, looking at homes for the very first time, or even considering becoming an agent yourself, we've got you covered. Hey everybody, how you doing? I hope you're having a great week and I am here today with a special guest. We have interior designer Jessica Kelly with us. Hi Jess. Hi, how are you? Glad you're here. Um, So we're going to talk all about interior design today, but before we do that, I just quickly want to run over the real estate stats, if that's okay with you. Um, we want to talk a little bit about what's happened in April, and Leslie's not here with us today, so um, yeah, I'm going to do this kind of on my own. Hopefully, uh, Jesse may have some things to add. Um, yeah, because you're seeing a lot of action in the real estate market yourself, right? Yeah, I, I'm seeing clients buying new homes um, and having the need to fix them up, which works well for me. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, and I think also, correct me if I'm wrong, and, and I digress a little bit here, but uh, with the real estate market being so tight, I would think there's a lot of people out there right now who are looking to renovate what they have instead of even yes. purchasing yeah, something new. Yeah, just the new. fact that people are spending so much time at home right. and, and also somewhat um, settling because when they find a place, maybe it's not exactly what they envisioned, so they're bringing a designer in to fix it up. Right, right, absolutely. Um, Okay, so let's just quickly run over the stats for April. Uh, And really, I want to do this, obviously, we do this every month on this show. Uh, Probably one of our most popular shows every month is what the stats were. I mean, let's face it, we all care about what our homes are worth these days. But... In addition to that, it's been kind of confusing reporting that's happened in the news, and so I just want to go over that. Uh, let me just say we had record record sales, okay? So we had a huge increase in sales over last year and a huge increase in price over last year as well. So to be specific, uh, we are looking at an overall increase of uh, about 36% in sales volume, Now, let me just reiterate, when we talk about prices or sales volume, we are comparing to this period last year. Obviously, this time last year was a little odd, um, you know, not the busiest month. So the fact that sales are up 37% is, you know, really probably not that unexpected. Um, You know, last year at this time, things were just bizarre. So... The important thing also to note, though, is that the average selling price was up 33% over this time last year, 33%, which is huge. So again, this time last year wasn't the best, but remember, last April was also a huge increase over the year before. So all of that is great. What I'm seeing confusion about is that as the media does, they give this crazy perception that the market is dropping, that things were falling. And I want to give you a bit of context to that. The reason why these reports were skewed like that is because these prices 
and the sales volume were slightly down from March of this year. We almost never compare month over month like that. We do month over month from the year, not you know from April to March. So just to give everybody a bit of a perspective there, we need to see if that's going to continue to be a pattern. Um, you know, April was slower. I felt it was slower, certainly more so than um, January, February, and March. We have been, you know, in the stay-at-home order for most of this April. So the fact that sales were a little bit down from March is really not a surprise. Um, in addition to that, you know, prices being down, and they were very small. I think it was about 3% over March. Uh, again, not usually what we are reporting on. So it's usually year over year. But if you're hearing that conflicting information in the media, that's sort of where we're at. Okay, so let me just give you a quick rundown of where we're at. Average price for a detached in the 416 was 1.7 million. And in the 905, 1.3 million. That was up 44% over last year in the 905, if you can imagine. And almost 37% in the 416. Also crazy. The other important thing I wanted to point out that is uh, is that condos were up for the first time in several months, 18.7% in the 416 over this time last year, uh, average price now being 727000 So, you know, condos, as we've been talking about here, definitely have been on the rise again. I started feeling it probably around December. Prices weren't really reflecting it until now. So... Um, Anecdotally, it's been great for the condo market. I think we are going to see really strong sales over the next couple of months in condos and freehold as well. So I think we just have to wait and see what happens. So that's where we're at. Uh, you know where to reach us if you have any further questions about the sales. So that's that. Let's talk to Jesse now and talk a little bit about what's going on in the world of interior design. So again, welcome. Thank you so much for Thank joining you. us. So maybe the, we can start with you explaining the process of what you do, because I think there's a lot of confusion out there about what does an interior designer do? If someone's thinking about renovating, they don't even know where to start. Yeah, I mean, it, there's a lot of different designers that work in a lot of different ways. We really focus on breaking our phases down into three distinct phases that's how we price our projects so we start with an initial consultation where we just get to know the client understand what the scope of the project is and um, get to see the space and then we move into our second phase which we call our research design and presentation phase which is all of the design work up front and we price that by a fixed fee so there are no surprises and the client knows what the design of the project is going to cost before they commit and then our third and final phase is our design execution or our project management phase where we order and procure all of the product and we set our construction schedules and we execute the project for the clients. Okay, cool. So like what type of scope are we talking? Like when would someone go to an interior designer as opposed to just trying to do it themselves? Well, we always like it when they come to us as, as early as possible because we don't execute the project until everything has been planned and we like to know all of 
the if you're working with an architect, we need to be involved in the very beginning so we can foresee any big changes and also we can help you with the budget as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. So if I'm, you know, I've moved into a house and it's okay, but there's some things I want done. I might want to do, you know, the kitchen, maybe the bathroom, maybe the new, put some new flooring and something like that. Is that the time then to kind of reach out to someone like you? Does that make sense? Or should I, you know, does it have to be a large scale project or, or no, not necessarily. I mean, the beauty of how we work is what we could do for you is we could design, say the kitchen and the bathroom, but you could, and you would know what it was going to cost because as a part of that process, we price everything out for you and we include everything in an itemized budget and we include the trade costs and the design fees and literally everything that you're going to need for that project, we price out for you. But you could decide to put that, say, bathroom on hold until you're ready to execute it. But you know at least how much it's going to cost. Right. Okay. And you could decide, okay, you know what? I just want to execute the kitchen for now. Our, that's all our budget allows for, but we're going to decide to execute the bathroom in another year and a half maybe when we're away on a vacation okay so like and how would it work say when you know these are all questions I've had for myself (laughs) I need to do a lot of work in my place and it's sort of like you know putting it off the process but um you know you you would come in and sort of get a sense of the space and the person's style yeah so before we start the project we do a bit of a deep dive into the clients how they live in the space how many people are there you know what what their idea of coming home what feels good to them so we do get a a good sense of that from the questionnaire Uh, one of the questions that I find that really helps um figure out the client's style is is their favorite restaurants remember when they were a thing when we used to go to restaurants (laughs) sort of (laughs) it's a distant memory (laughs) i know it's a sore spot with me too but restaurants and hotels are a great way to pinpoint style because clients go to restaurants not only for the food and same with hotels but it's also a look that instills feelings in them and i find that i really get a good sense when i know what their their favorite restaurants and hotels are wow they don't even have to be here they can be in hong kong or you know they can be in europe or right isn't that interesting yeah like soho house a lot of people love the soho house they've got a really dark moody sort of feel right right right. um, restaurants and and uh hotels so um i've had a couple people reference them isn't that interesting yeah and then just out of curiosity does that what they're telling you does that always match what they have going on at the moment not necessarily it's actually a good point and i find that a lot of the time i'll get couples that say we've been in this condo or we've been here and i've had my parents' furniture for X amount of years, and I really want to move away from it. Right. <laughs> so they'll want a departure often from what they're currently in because maybe the style of the house or the husband's influence or whatever has had an influence on the kind of style that they choose. And moving into a new house together or whatever it is, they want to do this new modern farmhouse look or they right. want to try this more contemporary feel. Interesting. So I don't necessarily get them wanting to stick with their existing style. Okay. Yeah. Now, so when you 
execute a project, you are doing everything, I assume, from furniture buying to everything. Yeah, we do everything. We usually select custom furniture. Um, a lot of the time, there's a misnomer that furniture, custom furniture is really expensive, but it's not necessarily the case. I, I actually find that custom can fall in line with some of the higher-end brands like uh, Restoration Hardware or um, even like Crate and Barrel, who they don't have, you know, the greatest quality of furniture. And, and our custom furniture will fall in line with, you know, it, they're not it's not an Ikea sofa, that's for sure, but the pricing is you get what you pay for. You get quality that will last you for a very long time. And we get the beauty of getting to pick, select the fabric that works with the space. Right. And we can select fabric that's kid-friendly or dog-friendly, right, that kind of thing. Right, right, Do you find clients often get... Um, Paralyzed with choice is that, and that's that's what we are are yeah. we're doing the guesswork for them. So we're right, presenting right. them with one large vision, so that they're not going in circles. Right. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like I always feel like I would like to do that with clothing. Just yeah, be able right? to pick other me people's too. clothing. <laughs> and I'm a creative person, but it still stresses me out. So yeah, if yeah. someone came to me with with a look, I would feel so relieved. Yes, that's right. <laughs> exactly. Wow. So, okay, one of the things I'd love to talk about is, like, what's on trend right now? What are you seeing in terms of some of the styles that are out there and what people should be looking forward to for trends? Yeah, it's it's interesting. There There is a real... Um, trend right now towards more natural products mm-hmm. and which is good because environmentally it's better I think people are right. becoming more conscious of the environment which is good um, you're seeing a real trend around curves so arched doorways or um, arched doors even that's there's a real trend towards that marbles um, crazy veining in marbles with um, that are I call it more expressive than your standard Caesar stone or uh, synthetic quartz product. Wow. Um, black windows are really big right now. Yeah. Um, in fact, I feel like even just over the last year, I'm kind of like, okay, I want to go back to white windows. That's right. <laughs> when you see something so much, you just. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. I feel, I, I mean, I feel like that from the housing perspective because I go right. into, and it's fascinating, every year. It's another thing, yeah. whatever it is. And so you walk into space and it's like, oh, same thing. Yeah. Every single house that's been renovated is the same. And then yeah. the next year comes along, it's like, oh, now we're into black windows. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny when, when I get clients that are like, can we do a white kitchen with a blue island? And I'm like, please don't ask Yeah, that. that's right. Because <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, I think, especially if you are thinking of and I'm talking it from the other end, but if you're thinking of selling yeah. that home in five, six years, yeah. it's going to look like everybody else's. Exactly. And that's that's the benefit of hiring a designer, right? Is if you want a white kitchen, it's not going to be my favorite thing to design, but we're going to do a white kitchen that's that's got a uniqueness to right. it. We're going to do a white kitchen for you then that you know has some really cool organic or salvaged wood elements to it so it's not just another white kitchen right that's right (laughs) that looks like the oh god yeah yeah they were all the same there for a while yeah um and so yeah that's it i just that's interesting so what other kind of trends do you see kind of coming up that people might not be necessarily thinking of yet 
So uh, we're seeing a lot of um, cupboardless uppers. So o- big open mm. upper, or sorry, in kitchens. So no uppers. Um, taking the marble up the backsplash mm-hmm. and then adding a little shelf to it. That's been a thing lately. There's a big designer out of the U.S. called um, Athena Calderon, otherwise known as Eye Swoon, and she's she sort of started the trend for the very veiny marble, and, mm. and she's got the sconces above the backsplash, and she she I would say kind of started that that trend. The dark darker kitchens are big. Okay, so um, we're going back to that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And. Um, what else? I mean, brass is still very much on trend. I don't think I'll get sick of brass. I mm. love the warmness of it. Uh-huh. You're seeing a lot of wicker right now, a lot of wicker lamps and is pendants. That right? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, like anything, like like fashion, we go back to things get recycled, yeah. right? Yeah. The, the, there's thing, you know, dusty rose is making, a, and those lighter powdery colors oh, wow. you're seeing dusty in kitchens rose. and interiors. I don't so. think I can go back to something I lived with before. <laughs> I picture the '80s with the dusty rose and yeah. the and the green yeah. and the black and lacquer. Like, even like curves, right? That <laughs> right. was a big thing in the '80s. Were yeah, curves. remember there was like the uh, sort of sh- a lot of shell yes. curved shell. So there you go, shell pillows are back. Oh god, <laughs> I can't. I can't it's not. like clothing. If I've lived through it once, I can't yeah. really. I Although have, I'm sometimes I'm like, I'm glad I kept that because you know what? It's yeah, back that's, in that's right. It's, it just goes to show you if you keep yeah. something. Yeah. So now one of the things I'm wondering about is flooring. What would be sort of a, uh, you know, on trend flooring right now? So anything that's got a wider width to it okay. is very much on trend, which I love because I find it makes the space quite a bit bigger. Right. We're trying to use things that are, you know, all... Uh, Engineered floors or um, hardwood floors are, are less waste. It's better for the environment. Right. Um, we use a lot of oak, um, and there's a trend with a... Um, so it's called hand-scraped or wire-brushed, which is a process that you do to the floor that makes it look a bit more rugged. Mm. If a floor is very smooth and it's very polished, then the, you can see the scratches quite a bit easier. Right. Um, light floors are also a thing that right. light, almost like the bleach oak look. Right, right. And then you're also seeing a lot of um, chevron or herringbone. Okay, I've style seen a lot of that lately. It's beautiful. I think yeah. something like that is classic, very European. Yeah, I think it depends on the space too, doesn't yeah. it? Like I see yeah. a lot. Of, I'm picturing like um, you know, like a beautiful old Riverdale home or something that's kind of that mix of. Um, traditional style with modern touches yeah uh, yeah that would be nice what about in condos do you do a lot of condos I when I started my business I did a lot of condos small spaces male bachelor pads (laughs) and um yeah you know what I would see a lot of is the parquet flooring, mm-hmm. which is interesting because that's also making a comeback too. I never minded the the parquet flooring if it was in the right stain. Right, 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 right. right. Yeah, that sort of scares me a little yeah. bit. <laughs> well, it's true. I mean, as you say, when you see something so much, then you're just you're you're done with yeah, it. Yeah, you're right? done with it. <laughs> so, wood is still. Are there any other materials that you would? You know, I get a lot of people who want to even just. Uh, renovate to sell right um you know and a lot of people are for example 
afraid to do certain types of materials because they're afraid it will look cheap or right uh, but you know hardwood can't always be put in a condo for example right. sometimes you have to look at alternatives right uh, what are you seeing that that's maybe a bit different so as much as like environmentally it's maybe not your, your best choice if you're going to be super conscious there is a crazy market now for high-end vinyl mm-hmm. and it actually looks shockingly expensive if, yes. if it's the right type of vinyl right um they come in great colors and they're very believable to the point where you have to like, get on your hands and knees and touch it right to see if it's fake or not so and that's actually always... a great choice for condos yeah that is a good choice and it's pretty indestructible it's indestructible and it's better than than say uh, a laminate right which can scratch and may not last as long exactly yeah now some of these vinyls uh, are they always meant to duplicate wood or are they duplicating other materials as well so they're mostly meant to duplicate wood but there's other forms like you can get them in you know 12 by 12 squares mm-hmm. say um, but they're mostly meant to duplicate wood okay interesting I see sometimes like um, uh, you know, marble flooring or things that look like marble flooring in certain types of condos. Sometimes it seems to really work. Uh, I don't see it as much at homes. But right. Is that... Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not um, against using a product in some situations that's meant to replicate a real stone mm-hmm. or a real type of wood. It just depends on how good that product is. Mm-hmm. I mean, for example, we just installed a product it's called neolith and it's a porcelain but it's meant to look like and i'm gonna really bugger up this word but an arabescado um marble okay and it's got tons of veins in it it's gold and black it's beautiful wow and it looks like real marble okay and because I went to the showroom and I saw the large slab of it and I touched it, it's even right down to the finish of it feels very real. I was okay to do that, mm-hmm. but I, I'm not one for fakes that obviously that look really right. Fake. right? <laughs> the cheap stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it's, it, it wasn't, this was a case where it, we weren't doing it because of price. We were doing it because of um, function. Right, and right, right. The marbles are beautiful, but you get these young families with, with young kids and one lemon spill or wine spill or whatever it is. Right. And you're quickly sopping up that mess or right. else it's going to seep into Not good stone. for pets either. Or, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's why we use that. Yeah. Now, is there a huge difference between people with families and what they're choosing I assume and people that don't have families for sure but I think there's a misconception around what you can choose with families I get a lot of people thinking like oh I'm not going to design my house till my kids grow up why you're not going to that means you're not going to enjoy it (laughs) until so I it's all about what what you select I mean for fabric there are some amazing selections Mm -hmm. that really stand the test of time to kids fingers and pets and red wine spills right 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 Right, right. You can even get some um, some stain guarded fabrics, but also indoor outdoor fabrics are great to use mm-hmm. inside. Right. That's true. I never thought about They're that. They're very washable. In fact, we did a sofa for a client where we used a cream outdoor fabric, and they've got two twin girls, and 
she says it's phenomenal. She just scrubs it with a cloth and things Gone. come out. Yeah. Wow. Or she just throws them in the wash. Right. Right. So, yeah, uh, it, it doesn't mean that you can't, um, that you have to put plastic over your right. furniture like <laughs> our grandparents used That's to. That's right. Yeah. I do see the value of that. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Um, now, what about bathroom trends? Bathroom trends. So... I need to think about that one because I don't. I, I'm trying not to um, design around trends, but design around what's classic for the client. Okay. But I will say that there's there you see a shift again towards things that are more um, subtle. There, there's a tile called it's a it's called the clay tile, so it's spelled C L E with an accent on the E, and it's a company out of the U.S. and they do different basically different variations on the subway tile so they it looks like the edges are slightly more imperfect they're not perfect mm. edges but the way that the light hits them it's very pretty they come in several different colors in fact again your dusty rose and your hunter greens i've seen in quite a few bathrooms using right. this tile so isn't that interesting the other form of it is called um so that was a brand name but the actual tile i believe is called Zaligi. Now, I'm, I feel like I'm butchering some of these names. I wouldn't know any, any difference. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, brass is still a thing. And undermount sinks. I don't do a lot of drop-in sinks anymore. Okay. Um, if space allows, I'm still getting clients that love the standalone tubs. Right. Um I also get lots of clients that love doing the curbless showers. Oh, I like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, installing, it's it's a bit more tricky on the contractor's end, but we definitely do that. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, really, when you're designing a bathroom, it's all about what, what can you achieve to space-wise. Right. Because Toronto semis or even, like, detached, you're not given a huge amount of space right yeah you have to kind of I guess work with what you have yeah exactly interesting um what would you say are the biggest mistakes design mistakes that people make as a rule so either in um aesthetics or function okay well this is I'm glad you're asking me this because it's fresh in my mind because I literally (laughs) just did a presentation on this (laughs) so one of the things that drives me nuts is rugs that look like postage stamps so rugs that aren't large enough (laughs) for the space so guaranteed you're going to need at least an eight by ten in your living room right there's not many situations where i haven't i've seen someone needing a four by six or a six by nine so my typical rule is all of the furniture should be on top of the rug or at least the front legs of the furniture so that's sort of a rule that i use okay um Another rule I have, or or something that drives me nuts, is art that's too high. Oh yeah, right. So, I think I'm guilty of that. Yeah, I, I like to to I like it at eye level. Now I know that eye level is going to be different. Right. For, for, <laughs> eye level for the average person. Yeah, <laughs> level for the average five five foot two. I think I'm not even quite five foot two. <laughs> yeah, right. So if you're sort of if you're dividing the room, I guess in fours, I always say you know go up go up two and then and then even like air on the lower side of that right and you can use those 3m little hooks and they're great so experiment with those and live with it and then if they don't work then take it off and and uh, install it again that's a good way to test it right okay 
Okay, that's good. I have so many questions. Okay, paint <laughs> colors. Paint colors. Okay. What do you what do you what are you liking? What's on trend? What do you? I know prob- that's probably something that's quite individualistic, but. Yeah, I mean, there is, I I love to try new paint colors. I also love sticking with my tried and true. I'm loving the trend towards the greens these days, the the really rich hunter greens. Wow. Um, Pharaoh and Ball has one called Studio Green, and I just painted my foyer in that. But I did it in like a really high gloss lacquer, and it's stunning. Wow! These are the things you can do when you are experimenting on your yes. on your own place, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Pharaoh and Ball actually typically has some of my favorite colors. Okay. Um, my number one color that I use for a really good warm gray, because it is hard to find a warm gray. There's lots of cool grays out there, and then there's lots of grays that air on the sort of pink side or, right. or um, bluer side. So Ammonite by Ferro and Ball is definitely one of my favorite paint colors. Do you think grays had its day in general? I feel like I'm grayed out. Yeah, it's interesting because I think when gray first had its big debut it was because people were sick of taupe right and creams and yellows (laughs) yes yes so things are sort of i mean neutrals are really big right now people are using things like texture as accents as opposed to color like to be honest i'm not seeing a huge amount of color out there per se i think people are experimenting with using things like texture and neutrals and again like even more pastel-y type right um colors as opposed to going super bold and that's not to say that it's it's not a thing and it can't be done but right. what I'm seeing out there is a, you know people like Studio McGee their, their trend seem, seems to be a bit more neutral their their interiors do okay um but they are using the the hunter greens and and the navy blues I, I think that navy blue has maybe had its day although personally I will never tire of it I love right it. right 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 <laughs> but you saw a lot of that as I'm sure you remember in kitchens oh and yeah stuff. the island the blue island exactly yeah, yeah 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 it was always yeah and then the thing I found was the and I'm sorry I'm sorry to all you people that have this bear with me here <laughs> um, but it was you know for the longest time it was like gray flooring white kitchen with like a grayish white marble top right gray grays you know walls yeah. everything and i and i'm it was all just so much it was yeah. it was it's, all every every house was the same for a long time every house was the same yeah yeah and and again that's why we try to introduce other elements that make unique that just give uh-huh. it that bit of personality right or I love character yeah yeah. yeah yeah now what's your feeling on wallpaper i'm seeing a lot of wallpaper these days some of them are lovely yeah no i will never tire of wallpaper my, my biggest tip with wallpaper is is avoid doing an accent wall i find that accent walls are trendy and oh, it sort of looks yeah. like you you couldn't really afford to do the whole space right, <laughs> right. you couldn't decide where you know yeah where is it Good to do wallpaper. I don't. I don't think you'd necessarily maybe want to do a whole living room per se. But yeah, where so do you like do, it? Bathrooms. We or? do a lot of bathrooms. Mm-hmm. Um, we do foyers or bedrooms. Um, I mean, you could try it on the ceiling if you wanted a wow. different hit of, yeah. of a bold accent. Interesting. Although I d- did just say no accents, but 
I'm talking more walls as right. opposed to ceilings. Right, right, right. Um, sometimes we'll do it above wainscoting, which is the type of millwork that comes, say, like 52 inches of right, the wall, and right. then we'll do it above that. That's very 80s. It It, it, it is yeah. a thing that started then, but it's I, I find it classic. Yeah. Yeah, I can. I've seen that quite a few times of late, and it works really nicely. And I, I've seen some great, interesting wallpapers, like things that I honestly, you name it, you can find it. There's everything out there. We, we use a lot of grass cloth, which is not necessarily a pattern; it's more of a texture. Okay. And there's some great. Um, you're talking about vinyl. There's there's actually some great vinyl grass cloths out there which are indestructible, like very easy to clean and wipe off. Right, right. Interesting. Yeah. So let's say somebody has, um, you know, they want to renovate their home. It needs a lot of work. And they bring you in. And they don't have a lot of money to do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Is there one room that you would recommend that most people would start with? Honestly, it's totally dependent on the client. I mean, what I always say to the client is it's a cost per use. Mm. And don't think of it. Because I get a lot of clients that say, well, I want to be, I'm thinking about resale. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And I say to them, don't think about that. Right? That's not what I say. Yeah. <laughs> I know you don't want to hear that. <laughs> I only think about resale. Yeah. <laughs> because for them, it's got to be it's got to be right for them. And it's got to be right for how they're going to use it. Mm-hmm. So if it's the kitchen that they're going to spend the most time in, then redo the kitchen. If it's going right. to be the living room. But don't do it for the next person unless you plan on flipping it. Right. But that's more my advice is that, you know, let's see what your budget is and let me help you explain what we can get for that number. Right. And we'll pick finishes that work within that. And, you know, we'll go high in some areas where it makes sense, but we'll go lower in others where it doesn't. Right. And it's it's a balance. Yeah. I guess everybody's different. It would just depend. That makes sense. Yeah. Now, would you say that you guys, so would you guys do like, obviously you do maybe like only one or two rooms in a house, would you also help with a full, you know, build from the top? Oh, yeah. the ground up. Yeah, we love those projects. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And so even maybe before someone has hired the um, contractor, the architect to do you know, even a sketch, would you come in at that point and work yeah, with? Yeah, so we, we actually work with a lot of architectural designers and we like to be brought in in the very beginning so that we can have a say on what works because often you'll get an architect or an architectural designer that designs from the outside in, whereas we'll jump in and say, okay, you know, we love that you've done this, but did you, th- you know, the living room only fits a 70 inch sofa and given how many people there are in the family I really think that we should make this room bigger for because we we have the furniture in mind we have the end um, use in mind right whereas that's not top of their mind right if that makes sense it totally does and I would this is a public service announcement okay (laughs) to anybody out there right now who is thinking about Buying and flipping in particular, please hire a designer before you do that because (laughs) I go into these places and I'm like, are you kidding me? Like how, why did anyone think that this was a good idea? And then they wonder why, and this happened to clients of mine, they wonder why it doesn't sell. And it's like, well, you know, the fact that you can't fit a sofa in the living room is probably a good sign. (laughs) 
not. <laughs> it wasn't working. Yeah. People have very strange ideas, right? Yeah. And um, again, I think you're right. There's a very big difference between whether you're buying it to live in mm-hmm. or you're buying it to sell shortly thereafter. And for yeah. people who are trying to even flip houses, spending the extra money, getting someone in there to design the space yeah. who knows what they're doing is going to make you more money in the end. Yeah. Because yeah. it's a huge mistake not to do that. Even if it's just a walkthrough, I can whip my tape measure out and look at a space and usually I can immediately see, well, this isn't going to work. Right. And, you know, you talk about things that are big these days or, or um, I don't even know if you want to call it a trend, but, you know, your open concept living dining family area like if you can only get two people at the kitchen counter then you know that's going to deter a lot of people that's right people want to see four stools at the island exactly that's a good point i think because sometimes people are in such a hurry to to do what the trend is that they're not necessarily thinking about what's functional exactly another thing about that is that i'm all of a sudden seeing and i think this is kind of covid related but a lot of my clients are sort of leaning now toward more closed spaces again interesting Yes, that's that's obvious. That's a COVID thing. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> or they're like, oh, I kind of prefer the kitchen to be on its own. That's interesting. Yes. Okay. So I wonder, I wondered if you were seeing that yet or people Not are still. Not yet, but I am getting that we need an additional room. I'm, right. I mean, I saw a real estate friend who flips houses make a hallway into another room, literally at the end of the project. Right. He was like, I've got to add a you know, piece of partition here and another wall so that we can dedicate an office. Oh, that's hilarious. Right. Well, I get that because I think office space also maybe we're tired of being in an open space with, with yeah. the same people yeah. every day. <laughs> we need a little, you know, a yeah. little separation. Yeah. I yeah. kind of get that, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Interesting. And then um, for you, do you do work only in the city do you kind of go around the gta no we work outside of the city we work on cottage homes we work yeah we we definitely travel um i kind of go in phases of having i there was a year where i had a bunch of projects in oakville um actually here's a personal plug (laughs) (laughs) our our oakville kitchen is in the special interest publication of uh, house and home this month nice it was a really fantastic project because you know i'd go out there and i'd i'd um, do my site check and then I'd go out to their deck in the back and I'd have my lunch on their porch and it was just so lovely. The clients were so lovely. She'd be like, oh, the paddle boards are in the garage. Just go for a paddle board <laughs> oh, while so you're nice. there. <laughs> wow, that's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah, that's so nice. And do you have any sort of favorite style of home that you like to work on? Um, I mean, I, I love. we love doing new builds because it's the when you get to see a project from incubation to full-fledged you know furniture and accessories it's that's the best part of my job yeah you know just seeing everything come to life and seeing you know as cliche as as it is the sketch on a napkin coming to you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah coming to fruition it, it's a really gratifying part of of my job and I mean there's no two projects that we've done that are the same yeah um my favorite thing to do and it's it's easier to do it on your own personal home but is is to incorporate that 
architectural salvage or those vintage pieces or antiques mm-hmm. that you sort of find along your journey and then say, oh, I have a, I have a spot for those now. Right, <laughs> right. So that's happened uh, for me a couple times with yeah, my I guess own house. Your eyes are always open on yeah, stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I if love you see that. a deal, I'm like, okay, I'm going to grab those, put them in my basement, and then That's someday I'll use them. Someone's going to want that if it's not me. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, so I want people to know that they can kind of reach out to you for all different types of projects. Yeah. Um, where can they reach you? Uh, you can go to my website, which is www.jessicakellydesign.com. We've got a form there if you have any questions about how our process works or, you know, budgeting. We can set up a free discovery call and go from there and uh, find out a little bit more about your project. And you've got a great Instagram account. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I love your your stuff on there. Thank so, you. Um, yeah, tell them where they can see you on Instagram and so my Instagram is at Jessica Kelly Design. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. Anything else before we wrap it up? Well, I, I thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, that was great. great. It's yeah. so nice. It's, I've learned a lot. I think, okay. uh, you know, maybe in a few months we can do it again and kind of talk I'd about what else is new. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I'd love to. Awesome. Thank okay, you. great. Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening. As always, you know where to reach us um, if you have any questions. And, of course, if you have not subscribed, please subscribe so you can get all of our content every week as it's downloaded. Also, follow us at the Janelle Cameron team on all of our socials. And uh, I wish you a good week and happy real estate. We hope you've enjoyed the Toronto Real Estate Show with the Janelle Cameron team. But more importantly, we hope you feel better informed and enthusiastic about your real estate future. We know buying and selling can be stressful, so let us help. If you're looking for hands-on support in the greater Toronto area, the Janelle Cameron team from Remax Hallmark Realty is ready to assist. Visit JanelleCameron.com. That's J-E-N-E-L-L-E Cameron.com. Or dial 416-486-5588. Join us again next week as we deliver more content to help you reach your real estate dreams.